I still recall the morning that I met you Standing out in front of Wilson's Five and Dime Staring through the window at the jewel Hello and welcome to another round I think I'll have another round of two old guys on the back porch I am Steve Scotch And we have the lovely and talented cat That's C-A-T Drop it in like it's hot Cat, what's going on? Hey, how y'all doing? We can be found on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all your premier podcast platforms. You also can be found on Facebook, Instagram. Give us a follow. We are shouting out two towns this week. One is Albertville, Alabama, home of the lovely Sand Mountain Park and Epitheater, a home for sports tourism complex. Our other town is Fortuna Foothills there in Arizona, there in Yuma County, uh, home of Wayland's Waterworld. Giving y'all a big round of applause. Yuma. Bring it, Yuma. Of course, alcohol is what keeps this podcast going. Without alcohol, we would be nothing. Today, I'm having a Mai Tai. Never had one until we had it right here. Is a cocktail of the week, and it's a damn tasty drink. Cat, what you sipping? Um, it's peak season there in Washington D.C. with the cherry blossoms, and I've got a lovely cherry blossom cocktail <gasps> with sounds, a little sake with it. Sounds sweet, like you, babe. Thanks, Tom. All right, today, <clears throat> even though hunting season <laughs> hunting season is over, unless you're going to get into the turkeys. We're going to rip on these dodgy-ass hunting shows we have here on DirecTV. We have three hunting show channels on DirecTV. At least out here we do. They're channels 604, 605, and 606. And when I got into turkey hunting, I I tried to watch some of these shows just to try to learn something. And all I learned was the half-hour hunting shows are just basically infomercials for Mossy Oak this and Bass Pro Shop that and Guillotine Broadheads. It's just one commercial after another. Can't do it. Now, the only reason we bring this topic up is because I noticed some of these losers on these hunting shows, they're shooting wild game that are coming to feeders. Now, I'm watching this garbage. Well, not anymore. You know, you go hunting for the sport of it. I don't see any sporting in shooting game that you're baiting in. Hey, we could do that with the doves. We got, you know... Big old dubs in the backyard getting food from the feeders. We could shoot those, right? They're <laughs> Evident- like, like cannonballs anyway. I didn't know. But but on these hunting shows, they never say that they killed or murdered or slayed the animal. It's always they harvested. harvested. They, they, they just shot a turkey in the head and they say, we harvested the turkey. It sounds a lot better, right, than, uh, you know. Kill it up. You know, <laughs> a bear takes one through the heart. 
and they harvested the bear. It does. It, it sounds a whole lot better than murdered or, or killed the damn thing. It, since I brought up bears, let's start with this dodgy shit. They got these losers on this hunting show. They're on there all the time. It's the same shit over and over again. These so-called hunters, they put these barrels, lay them down, 55-gallon drums or whatever, out in these random spot in the woods. I don't know what state they're in. I could care less. And and they they dump this uh, food. I, I don't know what it is. Leftovers from dinner or some kind of concoction of spoilage. A little, not, little scrapple, maybe. Not scrapple for humans. But evidently, the bears dig it, right? So once the bears find this shit out in the woods, they just keep coming to it over and over again. Mm, more scrapple. So, so hunting show loser, he, and look, let me preface right now. We've already told y'all before, we were talking about dog racing, and we've talked about animals on these podcasts before. We're, we're no, we don't contribute to PETA or the wifey might send the SPA. SPCA a check every now and then so I can buy some dog food. But we're, we're might, no animal rights freaks. I or something. That's okay. about it. We're, we're, we're no freaks about it. But I'm just saying, these these hunting shows, once I started watch, watching them, I was like, this is the dirtiest shit I've ever seen. And it's on television, okay? It's sporting. Don't you feel so, it's sporting? So we, back to the bears that are rolling around in, in the spoilage, right? So these losers get in a tree stand or, or a blind or whatever they get in. And they got their bow, their rifle, their shotgun, or whatever. And here comes the bears, right? Boom! Down he goes. Down he goes. I mean, it's just, it's so freaking lame. And, and don't get me wrong, bears, they're some badass animals. I mean, unfortunately, we have some, I believe we told you, that right stroll here right in through the backyard. The back. <laughs> Come on through every once in a while. Coming on through. Now, I haven't harvested one yet, <laughs> but. I have the weapon to do it, but but usually I just like fire some bird shot over his head just to let him know the dog has chased one. Keep your ass moving. We don't we don't want you hanging around. Now, again, what I was so offended by on some of these dodgy ass hunting shows was they're shooting deer that are standing around a feeder. Okay, and if you don't know what a feeder is, and I know you hunting dudes out there, you know what a freaking feeder is. Some people don't, so just sit down, shut up, and listen. All right, it's there's several different kinds of them, and they're pretty cool. It's like a big container on like a tripod kind of thing, and it holds like several pounds of corn. Usually, they call it deer corn. Deer and, corn. And you set a timer. And it, it'll sling out the corn like every four hours, six hours, whatever the hell you set it for. They're pretty slick. Now, once the deer find out where these feeders are, they show up daily and, and grub out. I mean, wouldn't you? Oh, I mean, hell yeah. I mean, screw scrounging around the woods trying to find some acorns or some foliage or whatever. Go get a squirrel or something. And, and I put out trail cameras and I dump corn in front of my cameras. I buy deer corn all the time. And I get the same deer in front of the camera day after day. Now, the big, big ass bucks, you only get them once. That's why they're big. They keep moving. They come by once, take a nibble. You might see them again in another six months. They're not hanging out. But these little does and little small bucks, they'll sit there and like, like, 
lay down, bed down in the brush, like a football field from these feeders. They're not going anywhere. Because it's easy getting. <laughs> so, so, so here we go, right? Here we go. The deer come out. We got dodgy hunting dudes. They got these blinds. I don't know what they're called, but they're up. They're pretty awesome. They're up on these stilts again, like a big tripod, it's like a little tent. And you could no, no, no. I'm talking about these ones that are like, I don't know if they're made out of plastic. You got to kind of build the thing, but it's like a clubhouse. Okay. You go up like 15 steps, Hunting and you put like dude clubhouse. You put like three or four dudes in these things. And they put it like, whatever, 50, 75 yards from the feeder. So they, they sit there. Here comes, here comes a deer. All right. Dude sticks his gun out the window. We got camera guy in there. We got to get one. Boom. Deer down. I'm like, it's like shooting fish in a barrel. I, and so I'm like, how are they freaking putting this shit on TV? I, I don't understand it. So I looked it up because well, there's no it, referee <clears throat> out there going. Well, no, no. In the state of Virginia, you're not allowed to have corn on the ground. Like, I think it's like two months before deer season or you can get your ass locked up. Lock well, up. guess what? There's 14 states in these used to be United States or not United anymore. 14 states where it's legal, where you can put the deer, deer feet, put the feeders out. And, and blast here, and that's what they put. It's not just some of them. I, I just, it, it was, I could not freaking believe what I was seeing because I thought it was illegal. So after after we, we deer's down, right? All of a sudden, these cats are like high fiving each other, like they just scored a touchdown, you know, in the Orange Bowl or something. I'm like. You four fat asses been sitting on your ass in this blind, playing cards, looking at porn on your phone, waiting for the little doe or the little four-pointer to come out. Shoot it with your rifle. The thing's laying on the ground, kicking and screaming. And then they sit there and high-five each other like they just did something. I mean, what a fucking bunch of losers. You're an anti-phone hunter anyway, so... Yeah, if you take your phone out in the woods, your girlfriend you're, might call me. You're kind of missing the point there, jackass. But check it out. There are some of these hunting show morons that have gotten in trouble. I know it's hard to believe. The IQs on these guys are very low. Now, check this out. Some guy had a show called The Syndicate. Of course it was called The Syndicate, right? <laughs> okay. Like it's a mob hit? <laughs> so... He got caught killing a bear on a national preserve in Alaska. Stupid. Know your role, bro. Know where you're at. You didn't know where you were standing. And he filmed it and put it on television, cuffed him. Okay. That's called evidence. Look, I could, I I actually, you know, I work hard hard on this podcast. I do a lot of research. I spend days, hours, minutes, maybe 10 seconds. And I actually looked up some of this shit, and it was a thousand of them on there. Um, let's see. Ted Nugent got caught in, oh, with some bear Lord. trouble. Uh, I don't know. There's a lot of problems in Alaska hunting. Stay out of Alaska trying to hunt. Ted's was kind. Of, he was kind of innocent on his thing. But we'll get to Ted Nugent's show in a minute because he's a special asshole. All right. 
there's another show called Fear No Evil. Fear No Evil. Okay, these idiots. Discovery ID shows? Check out these Einsteins. They shot two bucks within six minutes of each other in Indiana. Well, know the rules, idiots. You're only allowed one buck per season in Indiana, and they blasted two and put it on television. (laughs) That's called evidence. Cuff them. Uh, There's another show called, you ready? It's Gonzo now, called Spook Nation. Spooky. This Einstein got caught baiting in turkeys. You would think he would be like a ghost hunter or something. Spook Nation. He was a fucking jackass. I mean... (laughs) There, there, there's been so many of these hunting show idiots that have gotten trouble. They've aired elk poaching, uh, killing bears with no bear tags, baiting in deer with states that don't allow you to bait in deer. I mean, the list, I couldn't believe it. When I looked it up, it went on and on and on. But it just, it actually warmed my, my heart to find out that these morons actually got locked up. So let, let's move on to Mr. Ted Nugent. I think his show is called Spirit of the Wild. And I'm a Ted Nugent fan. I believe I said it. I like his music. I saw him in concert. Ted Spirit can shred. Ted can shred. I'm not going to get it. He can have whatever politics he wants. He can. He's in Waco tonight, I, He by can the way. do whatever he wants to do. I don't care. But on his hunting show, okay, Uncle Ted He's got like, I don't know, hundreds of acreage filled with like, I don't even know what the shit is. It's like this wild game that obviously looks like it didn't come from, I forgot where he's, I think he's got a, something in Texas and I forgot where the other one is. I mean, some of this stuff he shoots, it looks like a, like a mountain lion screwed a, a ram or something. I, I don't know what these things are. So you're but, saying they're not local. <laughs> but here, here's the thing that gets me. Supposedly, his, his hunting ground is fenced in. <laughs> it's, it's, they're pinned in. They're in a pen. They can't get out. And so Ted, he's got it. He, he's the envy of all the hunting show guys. Because he just goes out to whatever little plot of land he wants, goes up the tree stand, because Uncle Ted's badass with the bow, and he just bangs him one, down he goes, gets up, thanks the Lord, thanks his wife, the queen of the jungle, or whatever he calls her. Which wife is this? Though he's had, She's been on air for a while. Okay. But again. She's a keeper. To me, it's a bad look for Uncle Ted to have... A fenced-in hunting area. It's they're they're pinned in. I don't know. That just don't don't seem fair, now, does it? So there you go. If you're into hunting, go go watch away. Check it out. I choose not to. I don't see any hunting for the sport of it on uh, any of these shows. All right, we're gonna roll right into one tough, awesome lady. Let me take a sip. Need a sip, y'all. Ah, it's my time. I feel like I'm on the beach. All right, today it's Grace Hopper. Born in 1906 from New York. New York. 
computer scientist, mathematician, and an admiral in the Navy. Grace Hopper. Also known as Amazing Grace. Oh, really? First female admiral in the Navy. Hopper's rumored to have coined the term debugging. This lady was freaking awesome. We said 1906. Did you get that? A major pioneer in computer programming. One, like Kat said, uh, just we're, we could go on and on. One of the we're, first. We're finishing up Women's History Month here. Oh, we are. This, yeah, wow. This week, I so. didn't know. One she's, of the first. She's one of the greats. One of the first programmers of the Harvard Mach One. Invented one of the first linkers. You know what a linker is? It's like a program that it takes on like one or more object files and combines them into a single ex- executable file. That's executable. close enough for you. Aww. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Hopper. Okay. One of her quotes is if you do something once, people call it an accident. If you do it twice, they call it a coincidence. Ooh. But do it a third time, you've proven a natural law. Check it out. One of the first to create the theory of machine independent programming languages and the flowmatic programming language, which led to COBOL. COBOL. I Eat COBOL. that. I Grace COBOL Hopper. It's still used today. These were the, like the early, early days of computers. And she helped take it to a new level. 1991, Ms. Hopper received the National Medal of Technology. After her death in 1902, she received the presidential... No, no, take it back. She wasn't... She got the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Right. But she was still here. She was still here, yes. At 85, I think. Some people do get it posthumously. Okay. But... And check this out. Google has an undersea cable that connects the u.s uk and spain and they named it grace hopper how about that she had a u.s navy destroyer named after her the uss hopper and that makes grace hopper one tough awesome lady all right what are we watching we are watching Daisy and the Six, um, it's based on a New York Times bestseller. Um, it's about a group of musicians in the 70s that come together. Some people are saying it was reminiscent of Fleetwood Mac. I don't quite see that. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's a pretty good story. And the music, the original music, the soundtrack that's going with the show there on Amazon, I've only gotten through, I think, Episode, it took like episode four to five for them actually to be Daisy Jones and the Six. And so far, it's pretty good. It gives you a feel of what the music scene was like in the 70s. And as we're going along, there's also another character that's also going through disco. It's not just rock and roll. Yeah, the 70s were bad. It was bad for the years. Many levels. <laughs> anyway. It's like hippie it's, music. Disco. Anyway, the group all of a sudden stops playing in 1977, have this final show at Chicago's Soldier Field, and they kind of go through what happened during that. Um, It's starring Riley Kehoe. uh, It's uh, Elvis's granddaughter and Lisa Marie's daughter. Um, 
Sam Kelfin from the Hunger Games is the other main lead. So far, the music's pretty good. Anyway, I think it's worth a watch. All right. What's it on? It's on Amazon. Amazon. Amazon Prime. All right. Cocktail of the week we've been waiting. It's called the Gin Rickety. Cat has made us one. Rickety. Gin Ricky. That's what I said. (laughs) Can I have another? (laughs) Don't drink in podcast. You've been warned. Okay. So the drink, the Gin Ricky, started in Washington, D.C., and the name Ricky comes from a lobbyist. Colonel Joe Ricky. He told a bartender to add lime to his bourbon and carbonated water cocktail called the Bourbon Ricky. They're at Schumacher's Bar right there in D.C. It's the the city drink of D.C. I found that out during watching. The one with bourbon or gin? The one with gin. Okay, so it started as a bourbon drink, but like many cocktails, they changed the ingredient. And they traded bourbon for gin. Now, being a bourbon guy, that's against my religion. But anyway, it's very easy to make the gin, Ricky. You take a highball glass, fill it with ice, add two ounces of gin, half ounce of lime juice, then top it with club soda. Stir it with your finger, and bam, you got the gin, Ricky. All right, Kat, what do you got? You Give it a sip. Okay. You know I'm a gin drinker, so yeah, this, is no this I know what it's gonna taste like because it's got gin and lime juice. In it. <laughs> this, uh, give me a shot of it. It looks like more than a shot. Not bad. That that's definitely a summer drink. So if you're hobnobbing there in D.C. or Duke Seaberts or any of the cool spots, it's always a good drink to order because it Not is bad. the drink of Washington D.C. All right, thank you, Kat. That was pretty good. All right, today we were bumpered in by an old cool cat, Gene Watson. 79 years old, still kicking it. Kick-ass, Gene. From, I don't know how to say it. Is it Palantine, Texas? Palantine, I'm sorry, Gene. Palantine, Palantine, Texas. Palantine, Texas. Now, in the late 70s, early 80s, Gene Watson had five hits, 21 top tens. He had a hit with a song called Farewell Party. And his backing band was called Farewell Party Band. How about that? I like it. I, I think his biography is also the Farewell Party. He's, uh, he, uh, that guy was awesome. He is awesome. I like Today we were bumpered in with 14 Carat Mine. Totally kick-ass song. But, but I'm going to tell you the reason that, that Gene Watson was put on two old guys on the back porch I'm band the of the week. I'm sure he's really worried about it, too. But the song is called Love and the Hot Afternoon. Okay. 1975, this song came out, which was like 40 freaking years ago. And I still dig it. Check out the song Love and the Hot Afternoon. Listen to the lyrics. This song is fucking awesome. It kills. Check out Gene Watson, an American country freaking classic, wherever you get your music. We want to thank everybody for listening. We noticed on Thursday when we drop a new one, 
we get a steady hit of amount, uh, a lot of hits on our uh, on the podcast, and we want to thank you, uh, you loyal so listeners, much. really. All right, and we will see y'all down the road. See ya. I saw you had an eye for things that shine. I paid seven sawmill dollars for a bracelet just to satisfy.